Hello, I'm Rob Johnson. Welcome to episode 13 of A Kilo of String, my podcast series about what life is really like in Greece, at least from the point of view of one British expat, me. At the end of the last episode, I said I'd be taking a short break from podcasting so I could concentrate on finishing the final draft of my novel and getting it published. Well, it's taken much longer than expected, so the short break turned into a bit of a long one. Sorry about that, but the good news is that the e-book version of Lifting the Lid is now finally available in various formats at an online bookseller near you. So, what's been happening here in Greece since my last podcast? Well, quite a lot, really, and I'll get on to one of the highlights, or lowlights, in a minute. First, though, I just want to point out the significance of this particular episode, episode 13. Being of a somewhat superstitious nature, I was almost tempted to skip this episode altogether and go straight from 12 to 14, but realised that this might make a mess of my listings on iTunes, etc., so decided to feel the fear and do it anyway. I'm not quite sure what I expect to go horribly wrong, but I suppose that's in the nature of superstitions. While we're on the subject of superstitions, I actually invented one of my own once, and it involves automatic washing machines. Penny caught me in the act of carrying out this particular superstition very early on in our relationship, which almost brought the relationship to an abrupt and rather premature end. I'd just loaded the washing machine and pressed the start button, when she came into the kitchen. "'Why are you standing on one leg in front of the washing machine?' she asked, perhaps not unreasonably. "'I'm waiting for the water to start filling,' I said, thinking that this was a perfectly logical explanation. "'Er, why?' "'Because after you press the start button you have to stand on one leg until you hear the water coming into the drum. Only then can you put your foot back down.' Judging by the blank expression I got in return, I realised that further information was necessary. It's bad luck if you don't. What sort of bad luck, she said. I'm not exactly sure, I said, but I certainly don't want to risk finding out. Then, pausing only to give me one of those looks which said, Look, as a fully qualified psychological therapist, it's my considered opinion that you're in serious need of professional help. She left the room. Apart from almost ending our relationship, another slight drawback of my washing machine superstition emerged some time after we moved to Greece. And yes, I do still stand on one leg after I press the start button. I'm not stupid. Anyway, our washing machine here is in an outbuilding, but the stopcock for the water is outside and round the corner. On one occasion I'd forgotten to turn the stopcock on and had to hop several yards to rectify the situation, almost tripping over one of the dogs and breaking my ankle in the process. I'm pretty sure that if I hadn't observed the standing-on-one-leg superstition, I'd definitely have broken it. I've no idea quite why I decided to invent a new superstition, particularly when I already have to spend more than enough time walking round ladders informing people of the perils of eating off two plates at the same time, and trying to remember which door I came in at 
so I can make sure I exit by the same one. However, I do feel a warm glow at the thought that one day I might walk into a laundrette and find a whole row of people standing on one leg in front of a bank of washing machines. In fact, this may not be entirely beyond the realms of possibility, since the daughter of some friends was at school here in Greece a couple of years ago when the teacher asked each member of the class to describe a superstition. And yes, she told all her fellow students about the importance of standing on one leg while you're waiting for the water to start filling the washing machine. Result! The Greeks themselves tend to be very superstitious, and the evil eye is feared by almost everyone. This is something which usually causes all kinds of unpleasantness to happen to a person when someone else pays them a compliment. It's all to do with making the gods envious, apparently. But fortunately, there are a number of ways to keep the evil eye at bay. The most popular is to wear some article like a pendant or bracelet with a mati on it, a blue eye which reflects the evil away from you. For added protection, you can also wear your underwear inside out. Garlic is also effective in warding off the evil eye, and if you don't happen to have any on you when someone pays you a compliment, whispering skorva, the Greek word for garlic, and spitting on yourself three times is supposed to do the trick. And by spitting, I don't mean a real heavy phlegm clearance, but more of a symbolic phtu phtu phtu. The first time I saw this was when Penny told a friend how beautiful her newborn baby was, and the mother immediately spat on the kid three times. A bit weird until we discovered the explanation. Some Greek superstitions are the same as ones we have in the UK, but there are also variations. Here it's Tuesday the 13th which is unlucky, and not Friday the 13th, which is possibly to avoid spoiling the start of an otherwise perfectly enjoyable weekend. Another difference, although not exactly a superstition, is that cats in Greece only have seven lives instead of the British cat's nine. This is perhaps yet another example of Greek austerity cuts, but also demonstrates that it's much better to be a cat in Britain than in Greece. Finally, there's also a Greek superstition that sprinkling salt behind the backs of unwelcome guests will cause them to leave almost immediately. This is why whenever the Troika visits, and they're the unholy triumvirate of European officials, who periodically come to Greece to check that the government is carrying out its orders to impoverish Greek citizens, you often see people following the Troika round with wheelbarrows loaded to the brim with salt. Anyway, as I said earlier, I'm pretty superstitious myself, and I'm always keen to discover superstitions I hadn't come across before, so I can take the necessary defensive action. Every so often, though, the defensive action can potentially do more harm than whatever the evil is that it's designed to ward off. Take, for instance, the time many years ago when I lived on my own for a few months. Now, it's a well-known superstition that if you drop a knife on the floor, you mustn't pick it up yourself, but get someone else to do it. After having dropped every knife in the house during this period of solitary existence, it became extremely dangerous to walk across the kitchen floor especially in bare feet. Not only that, but I ended up having to butter my toast with a garden trowel. OK, 
episode 13 or not, I'd better get on with telling you a bit about what's been happening in Greece during the last few months. One of the most appalling acts carried out by the Greek government, amongst many appalling acts carried out in an attempt to please their European and banking masters, was to suddenly and without warning shut down the national broadcasting company ERT. And I do mean suddenly. One minute there were three ERT TV channels and four national radio stations, and the next there were blank screens and silence. This is what happened at exactly that moment in the home of Greek Prime Minister Adonis Samaras. And now the final episode of Downton Abbey, in which a lot of inbred toffs called Sir Henry this or Lady Arabella that ponce around in uncomfortable-looking clothes behaving unpleasantly towards their servants and other members of the lower classes. In this episode it is finally revealed whether Simpkins, the underfootman, really did murder the Duke of Bartleby's second cousin twice removed, and who it was that put itching powder in the Dowager Duchess's corset. Stay tuned to find out the answers to these and... What? Adonny! What is it, Mama? This damn TV's gone on the blink. I'll be in in a minute. I'm just finishing the washing up. Never mind that now. I'm missing the final episode of Downton Abbey. What channel's it on? Net. Ah, yes. I think I know the problem. Well, don't just stand there wringing your hands in a dishcloth. Fix it. Easier said than done, I'm afraid, Mama. You see, I ordered the closing down of all three public channels including net you did what but you told me to mamma i did no such thing last night you told me to turn off the tv because it was late and i couldn't sleep through the racket you were making and i said turn it off not close it down you imbecile in all seriousness though it was a shockingly draconian act and caused outrage both here in greece and abroad what was a bit surprising, though, was that most despots usually closed down the private TV channels while keeping the public ones running to peddle their propaganda. Samaras did the opposite, but then the private channels in Greece are owned by big businesses who are hand in glove with the government anyway, so Samaras could save himself a big wage bill and still get his message across, such as it is. To their great credit, most of the now suddenly redundant ERT employees effectively barricaded themselves in and carried on broadcasting with the aid of internet and satellite transmissions on different frequencies. Not surprisingly, Samaras was incensed, especially because much of the broadcasting consisted of criticising him and his government for shutting down the public TV and radio stations. I imagine this is the kind of discussion the Prime Minister had with his closest advisers, with the usual proviso about unusual accents, of course. But this is ridiculous. Surely there must be some way of stopping them? Apparently not, Prime Minister. Every time we close down one transmission, up springs another one. So unless you've got any better ideas... Ideas? It's not my job to have ideas. That's what I pay you people for. Well, 
Well, we're on that subject. We haven't actually had any wages for the past three months, see? And we... Yes, yes, never mind that now. What I want is... Wait a minute. I think I may have had an idea after all. What you need to do is to send someone round to every household in Greece and remove the one, two, and three buttons from every remote control you can find. That'll put pay to all their mischief. <laughs> Excellent idea, Prime Minister. The only slight flaw, though, is that people can actually retune their remotes to whatever channel they want. I see. Well, you'll just have to remove all the buttons, then. Anyway, I can't stand around chitter-chattering like this. I'm in urgent need of finding a DVD of the last episode of Downton Abbey. My mamma will kill me otherwise. And just in case Mr. Samaras didn't manage to find the DVD, and his mum happens to be listening, it wasn't Simpkins the underfootman who murdered the Duke of Bartleby's second cousin twice removed. It was the Duke of Bartleby himself who committed the evil deed. However, because he was rich and powerful, the case never even came to court. Now, where have I heard that before? Not in Greece, surely. Oh, yes, and it was Thistlethwaite, the under-boot scraper, who put itching powder in the Dowager Duchess's corset. He was hanged by the neck until the number of the lower orders was reduced by one. OK, that's about it for this time. If I'm not back with episode 14 in the next couple of weeks, you'll know that something dreadful has happened to me for daring to record episode 13. Either that or Mr. Samaras has closed me down too. Just before I go, though, I'd like to crave your indulgence while I end with another little plug for my novel. It's a comedy thriller called Lifting the Lid and is available, very cheaply, in various e-book formats with a proper paperback to be published in the next few weeks. All the details are on my website at rob-johnson.org.uk or you can Google Rob Johnson Lifting the Lid, which is something I always try and remember to do, of course. Right, that's the commercial over, so all that remains is for me to say many thanks for listening, and until next time, cheers. Yasas, que nasta kalat.